Canal. Josh. Font. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is world news. And this was sent in by our listener, Ben. So thank you, Ben. Um, This is from Jalopnik. There's a baby Suez Canal in France where crews of ships, like the Ever Given, can practice not getting stuck. (laughs) I'm laughing way too hard. Isn't that fantastic? That's amazing. No, it gets better. It gets better? I don't think you realize how amazing this is. I love this. Um. So this is a seafarer training facility in France that's been getting a lot of attention ever since the Ever Given got stuck in the Suez Canal. Uh, The facility's own miniature Suez Canal can help mariners learn lessons from the Ever Given fiasco with the help of scale model ships. So not only is it like scale model canal, it's like scale model container ships (laughs) that they drive through the scale model canal. Um, I have to show you pictures of this thing. It's kind of adorable. Uh, so it sounds great. Um, Port Revel, which is what it's called, is a training facility based in a lake in Saint Pierre de Bressieux. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak French. Uh, you know, you know it better than I know me. a little bit. Uh, I do not know how to pronounce that word, though. Um, as Business Insider reports, the facility have mo- has mock-ups of waterways around the world, including San Francisco Bay. Port Arthur in Texas and the Suez Canal, as well as others. So they just have like all these miniature water features, like waterways. Um, Wow. They're built to one to 25 scale and are sailed by scale model container ships. Uh, Seafarers at the facility get to board models of big ships and learn how to maneuver them by sailing them around accurate representations of busy trading routes. Port Revel has an impressive fleet of tiny ships, and each comes with a spec sheet that details the kind of ship it's representing. And they had an example of one of those, too. And it's very detailed, and like, hmm. <laughs> but it's just a much smaller version. Um, it was opened in 1967 and has taught over 7,000 captains and pilots how to maneuver ships. Many of the ships are replicas of real ships in the ocean right now. Uh, the facility pays incredible attention to detail from the design of the waterways to the machine used to generate waves and currents. So it's like, it's a really accurate representation on a smaller scale. Um, so it even wow. has the ability to simulate steering failures and engine problems so they can learn how to respond to those as well. Uh, and the owner of the facility, Francois Mayor says, after each accident, we see new clients coming. (laughs) The cost of training at Port Revel is nothing like the cost of having a vessel like that stuck for the day. So apparently they're getting some new applicants after (laughs) uh, the Ever Given fiasco. That Um, makes sense. And that's a good idea. Yeah, this (laughs) this is an example of one of the ships. (laughs) <laughs> the guy it's just like guys like his yeah. head is just poking up over the over the containers <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay that is funnier than i was expecting even that just that photo just the normal yeah, scale was, person yeah. compared to a tiny like the <laughs> tiny version of the ship is so funny to me <laughs> okay that's funny too 
for some reason that one that yeah. ship with the colorful boxes <laughs> yeah i don't know why that one is, is so good <laughs> but, uh, i like it yeah it's kind of a brilliant idea really i didn't yeah. but i didn't know it existed or anything like yeah it did. no i've never heard of something like that so yeah cool hopefully hopefully before we have the next ever given the uh <laughs> some captains yeah. go and learn how to yeah maneuver. seriously Okay, my first story is random local news. This is from The Independent, and this actually happened in Japan, locally in Japan. Um, the headline is, Japanese man arrested after dating more than 35 women at once to get birthday gifts. I heard about this. Oh, you did? Yes. I don't know why this made me laugh so much. Like, why did this happen? Okay, a Japanese man has been accused of dating. I'm sorry, 35 women at the same time to get hundreds of dollars worth of birthday presents. That was the only reason. The 39-year-old allegedly gave different dates for his birthday to each of his potential partners. After claiming he wanted a serious relationship, he is said to have received cards and presents totaling a hundred thousand yen, which equates to around $920, apparently. Okay. And this includes a $280 suit. Oh, wow. Which someone gifted him. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's a pretty nice gift. It's a nice if you're gift just, like, for somebody just starting, you don't know. Right. Uh, the women eventually realized his scam and formed a vix- victim's association before going to the police. I think they mean, like, just a group. I don't know. Right. Is, or is that like a formal body of some sort? Yeah, it makes it seem that way, but this is a British news site, so maybe that... Maybe it's I, kind of like a, um, like a, uh, oh my gosh, what is it called in the US? A, the, like the group action, a class action. Oh, yeah. Like a class yeah. action situation. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, So he has now been arrested on suspicion of fraud. What is unclear is if the... Those actions are what is counting as fraud, or if he actually committed some other type of fraud. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> also, local news sites reported that the man met the women while working for a marketing company selling hydrogen water shower heads, which just makes me scratch my head a little bit because, like, what is a hydrogen water shower first, head? First, what is a hydrogen water shower head? I actually had to Google that, and it's a thing. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like a branding thing for certain okay. shower heads, but also, like, is that like a career where you can just like pick up people? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a showerhead salesman. Like, what? Say no more. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not sure how. It's just funny to me. Um, yeah. So I just thought, first of all, just this was just a funny headline. But also, like, is that fraud? Like. What isn't that like not technically an illegal thing to do to lie about your yeah, birthday I think, and get a gift? I mean, it's a obviously he's a terrible person and he's like, right, yeah, it, no, it is ethically bad. It's just like, sure, is it that's illegal? not a question, but yeah, I don't know if like extorting personal gifts from people is considered fraud on the scale of like actual extortion. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, because it's not like you're, I don't know, it's selling a product. I mean, I guess you were, are you, like, selling yourself in selling, this case? Selling this the of fantasy of, a, of like, dating this know. person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, this is a little bit, this is just not something you hear every day. So, that's why I brought it. My next story is technology news. 
This is from CNN. Microsoft is retiring its default font, and it wants your help choosing a new one. It, what it wait the default font? It's default font, like Times New Roman, or no, like no, no, no. or like the branding Times, font. Times New Roman used to be the default font. Times have changed. Now it's it's Calibri or Calibri oh, or however yeah. you pronounce that. What even? Okay, apparently I'm not with the times on fonts. <laughs> not with the Times New Roman. Please explain. Um, Mike. <laughs> Microsoft is changing its default font for the first time in nearly 15 years, and it wants your help selecting the new one. Uh, they've commissioned five new custom typefaces to replace Calibri. Calibri. I don't know. A font that has been the default for Word docs and Outlook emails since 2007. So I'm even more antiquated than I thought it was still Times New Roman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I actually had a note here that it was the font that replaced Times New Roman. Didn't even the, realize that. As the previous default. Whoops. Um, so although it's re- uh, retiring as the default next year, it will still be available among the hundreds of Microsoft Office fonts. So don't worry if you have some weird special attachment to Calibri. <laughs> Calibri. God, it's because it's like calibrate, but Calibri sounds I always weird. said Calibri. I did say it that way, okay. usually. I guess I've never really said it out loud until now. Because so <laughs> why would you have? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the new fonts being considered as the defaults are called Tenorite, Bierstadt, Skeena, Seaford, and Grandview. And they, the article went into details like about the different fonts and had examples of what they were, but that obviously doesn't translate well <laughs> to an audio medium. So uh, I will direct you to the story if you're interested. And you can tweet your favorite to Microsoft uh, at Ooh. their Microsoft 365 Twitter account um, if you have a strong feeling about what the next default becomes. Okay. Um, of the five, my, my favorite was Tenorate. But uh, I also didn't look for that long, so. I will have to look at that later. Yeah, none of them were that weird or anything, so. Yeah. The Seaford was a little much, I thought. <laughs> it's a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at it and judge for myself. I have to say, Calibri, I, I didn't, I don't love Calibri. What yeah, do you, how do I you feel about Calibri? I don't, I don't like it as a fun. It's like not, I like to change it to other things, actually. Yeah. And the reason I didn't realize that that was the default is because I, don't use Microsoft Word that often anymore. <laughs> That's um, true. Same for me. Yeah, apparently I'm I'm still in the Times New Roman age. <laughs> yep. Well, if you if you feel strongly about these sorts of things and you have a Twitter account, uh, you know what to do. My next story is entertainment news. This is from thehollywoodreporter.com. And the headline is Citizen Kane loses perfect Rotten Tomato score thanks to resurfaced 80-year-old review. Gasp. Shocking. I've never seen Citizen I haven't Kane, seen it. So either. I have no idea if it's any good. I haven't seen it either. I just hear it's good. And I actually was going to suggest that maybe just just because of this, well, I'll go through the story first, but like you and I should watch it and actually just give a modern review of this movie because I've never seen it and I actually don't even know what it's about even. Like I don't even know what happens. I don't know the plot. I feel like I did know at some point, and <laughs> all yeah, I know it's just such a non-factor in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I just have no concept. All I know is it's supposed to be like the greatest movie of all time, right? Which seems unlikely at this point. But, but yeah, I mean, it could be dated. I don't know because I don't. I've never seen. It but doesn't like, even have colors. It's had. So how could it be? <laughs> 
Well, it's had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for like 20 years. Wow. And it now has 99%. And it's like a big deal. That's really awkward. Um, So Rotten Tomatoes has unearthed a 1941 review of Orson Welles' classic that single-handedly took down its decades-long perfect critics' score. For decades, many critics and film scholars thought this film was hands down the best movie ever made. Accordingly, the black and white drama's 100% fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes has likewise long reflected that honor. But not anymore. (laughs) Until now. Just wanted to say another one. Okay. Citizen Kane's score across 116 reviews has now been reduced to a mere 99% fresh. Uh, the ranking slip is due to a single negative review that was recently unearthed by Rotten Tomatoes as part of the site's archival project, which focuses on resurrecting critics and publications of the past and adding archived reviews to classic films. The project discovered a Citizen Kane review that ran in the Chicago Tribune in 1941. Last month, the review was quietly added to Kane's page. <laughs> so um, that review, the headline of it was, Citizen Kane fails to impress critic as greatest ever filmed. (laughs) Um, And this article said, if that sounds like somebody went to the theater with rather high expectations, the review confirms as much. This is another quote from it. You've heard a lot about this picture, and I see by the ads that some experts think it's the greatest movie ever made. I don't. It's interesting. It's different. In fact, it's bizarre enough to become a museum piece, but its sacrifice of simplicity to eccentricity robs it of its distinction and general entertainment value. So it sounds so, like a pretty serious review, too. Yeah. Like it's not just somebody who's like, I'm just going to give this a bad review. No, yeah. It's, I don't think it was like just like somebody being like, I didn't like it. You know, it was, right. it's like an actual like formal review in a paper that that talked about like the pros and cons and stuff, but overall just said that they weren't really impressed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I guess that counts. So they're, they're like adding these historical reviews into their review database. And so they added that one in, and they they marked it as rotten. So it has a rotten review now. Yeah, I mean ninety nine percent is still pretty high. Yeah, so don't be right. don't be too sad. If none of no one involved with that is probably still alive. I guess some people probably are. I don't know. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to do mental math right now. Yeah. And also, what is time? It's yeah. pandemic. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was like really interesting because I know that it is supposedly supposed to be like the best movie ever but yeah we should watch like, it let's, yeah i would just yeah. as a completely like fresh unbiased like mm-hmm. is this good yeah and then we can do a whole episode about it sure maybe yeah like, like when we did cats like we like when we did cats the other <laughs> Which greatest was awesome. movie of all time <laughs> like our movie review history will be cats and citizen king <laughs> Really kind of the two opposite ends of the movie spectrum. <laughs> it's literally like the best and worst movies. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Oh, man. But yeah, I totally would. I would do it. Okay. I would do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. My next story is food news. This is from The Takeout. Taco Bell's Global Taco Moon giveaway is its biggest yet. It's a Taco Moon. I'm intrigued. Yeah, don't be. It's not that exciting. Uh But um, on May 4th, due to the magic of the lunar phase, (laughs) the moon will be shaped like a taco, at least according to a press release from Taco Bell. 
basically it's just going to be a half moon, but it's the way that it'll be angled to the night sky. Like it'll kind of look like a taco. <laughs> it's like, like horizontal, like kind of like that. Shape. Oh, because yeah. it'll be, Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Like okay. A taco it's from like, the side. like rotate. Cause it's like rotate. It's not like, yeah. it's not like a taco on its end. It's a taco <laughs> actually standing up the right way. Exactly. Okay. Cause I'm just like, doesn't this happen every month? I'm and so I don't confused. even know if that's like going to be nationwide or like, worldwide that it's going to look that way yeah it's fine <laughs> um during a four-hour window of time on may 4th between 8 and eleven fifty-nine p.m you'll be eligible for a free crunchy taco in store so just go in there and just go free, and just get a free taco get a free taco during the taco well, that's fun. during the taco moon uh, <laughs> that's so fun oh my gosh this is Taco Bell's first global campaign ever, and Taco Bell locations in more than 20 countries, including the United Kingdom, Australia, India, Costa Rica, and Guatemala, will be participating. Um, so apparently uh, all their previous campaigns have just been, like, within one nation. I Probably hmm. the U.S. <laughs> um, yeah. Julie Fels Messino, president of Taco Bell International, said in, a, in the press release... Taco Bell has been an established brand in the U.S. for nearly 60 years, which is insane. Uh, oh. And we are thrilled by the accelerating fandom we're seeing globally. As we're opening more and more restaurants internationally, we know the May 4th moon will take us to new heights. And that was in quotes because... Uh, was that supposed to be a pun? Because moon, I guess. Oh. I don't know. Uh, as we introduce ourselves to new future fans in a delicious way. By giving away a taco, I guess. That's, cool. That's the new delicious way, which isn't that new for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Taco Moon, look out for it. It's just going to be a half moon. <laughs> <laughs> but never... Taco Moon! Yeah, Taco Bell will always take an opportunity to, <laughs> I don't know, come up with a weird promotion. So Yeah. I'd go get a free taco. Yeah, I mean, between 8 and... 11.59 p.m. is exactly when you want to talk about talking. Right. So, sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay, my next story is another random local news. This was actually something posted in a group chat that Anthony and I are both in. So thank you, friends. <laughs> this is from APNews.com. The headline is, Hundreds show up in Nebraska for fight over the name Josh. This is very yes, good. Yes, this actually happened. This is very good. Uh, a fight over the name of Josh drew a crowd from around the country to a Nebraska park recently for a heated pool noodle fight. It all started a year ago when pandemic boredom set in and Josh Swain, a 22-year-old college student from Tucson, Arizona, messaged others who shared his name on social media and challenged them to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds showed up at Air Park in Lincoln, a location chosen at random, to participate in the silliness. The festivities started with a, quote, grueling and righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors between the Josh Swain from Arizona and another Josh Swain from Omaha. <laughs> the Arizona Josh won that competition, allowing him to claim the title of the true Josh Swain. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So great. The pool noodle competition that followed was open to anyone with the first name of Josh. The victor of that competition was a four-year-old boy who was coronated with a Burger King crown. <laughs> it didn't say, like, what they had to do in the pool noodle competition. Yeah, I, so maybe you just had to avoid getting hit while hitting other people or something. Probably something yeah. like that. Good. Yeah. 
It's a good social a, distancing dueling. Yeah, it makes sense that a kid would win too. Smaller target. <laughs> kind of come in and surprise yeah, I'm just you, like, were there filling. like adults with the like toddlers in this? Like, with this a four year old? Just holding a toddler swinging them yeah, around well. while they hold a pool noodle. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure it was fun. Uh, Josh Swain, the organizer, the real Josh Swain, said he was a little surprised about how the whole thing blew up. He says, I did not expect people to be as adamant about this as they are right now. (laughs) And my response to that is, it's a pandemic. And this is a diversion. Yeah, right. (laughs) And this is something to do. (laughs) So. That's very good. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see more battles for names popping up around the country. Feels like an that easy, would be, it feels like an easy copycat event. Yeah, it does. You're right. I wonder if that will happen. That yeah. might happen. People are pretty bored still right People now. Are pretty nowadays. bored right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're coming up with a lot of creative ways <laughs> of entertaining themselves, I think. <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. The true Josh Swain. Ready, set, go! Go. Okay, I found this on The Verge. Google expands its Android-based earthquake detection system. Whoa, that's a thing? Yeah, I didn't realize it had an earthquake detection system to expand, but it does. Um, It's expanding it... Uh, to uh, Greece and New Zealand. Uh, It originally just launched in California, apparently not even like the full U.S., just California. Um, This marks a new step for Google. It's the first time the company will handle everything from detecting the earthquake to warning individuals. So Android devices, because they have a built-in accelerometer, can like detect earthquakes and like because there's just so many of them, they can like analyze all that data Wow. And use it to detect an earthquake, in especially in places where there aren't seism- like seismographs already or seismometers. That's the thing. Um, so they can basically just like everyone's device acts as a little seismometer, um, and then they can send alerts to people who are like also going to also that. be affected by the earthquake. But like, and like obviously the main limitation here is the people whose phones initially detect the earthquake have no warning (laughs) because they're experiencing (laughs) it. But it could be really valuable for people who are further away um, and will still feel the effects of it and they can seek shelter. Um, Yeah. And they said it'll, they'll automatically get the alerts unless they opt out of the service. So thought that was pretty cool. The unexpected use of smartphone technology, I think. That is. And I'm just wondering too, like, if that could be expanded to just all smartphones or like some type of like registry thing that like, like how, how like severe weather alerts and stuff, you know, oh, come on yeah. your phone. It doesn't really matter like what type of phone you have. Yeah. Like, any like modern who organizes, phone should be able you know, to, to do this too. Cause they all have an accelerometer. Yeah. Um, that's such a cool idea. That's Yeah. That's it's great. just a really cool use of that. And then like, by having like a bunch of phones that they can like source, it's like that's how probably they get yeah. rid of bad data, or if like somebody's just sitting there shaking their phone. Yeah, right. Exactly. If it's like a bunch of phones in a certain mm-hmm. area, all are experiencing the same kind of yeah, like an accounting for outliers at the same time and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. 
it it just seems like a really cool use of the technology. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah. Okay, I also found something on The Verge, actually. Um, But I'm cheating slightly because this wasn't actually posted today, but (gasps) but that's okay. Um, But I felt like I just wanted to talk about it anyway. Uh, The headline is, Elon (laughs) Musk is hosting Saturday Night Live. And this is no joke. That's also part of the headline. Mm. Um, Yeah, so he is going to host Saturday Night Live on May 8th. Okay. And I'm just like, whoa. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't see him as like a comedy person. Yeah. But I guess like he is somebody that's just kind of like in the public eye a lot. And so sometimes, you know, they just have people that fit that description as hosts, right? So. Yeah. And sometimes those I'm as somebody who has watched like every episode of SNL from the past gosh, probably ten years at this point. Wow. Um That's an achievement. That's pretty cool. It's not actually. a good achievement. <laughs> but oh, cool. uh the 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 not a comedian, like not a comedian, not an actor. People are like always just a complete. It doesn't like, go you well. Have no, or no, no. They're it's a toss up whether oh, they're going to oh, be oh. good or bad. Like, and it's usually they're very good or they're very bad. <laughs> like it, it's <laughs> there's one no like or in the between. Other. They're either like they like hit it, hit the nail on the head, or they're like yeah awkward. And yeah, for somebody like Elon Musk, I just can't see it going well. <laughs> I like mean, I don't know. His he sense might... of humor is just like kind of mean or just like strange. But it's like, is know. he going to be writing it with everybody or is he just like. I mean, the writer's at... room collaborates with like the, with person, the person who's the host, okay. but I, I don't think they like, like ultimately it's the writers who are yeah. coming up with the sketches. I don't know. Maybe they'll find a way to work it in. I, they've made stranger people work, but it's just. I just like I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm, really. I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna probably not like it. Very in, much. I'm just intrigued by it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like what. It's just that seems He's an such odd, a, pole. an odd choice. Yeah. And also, Miley Cyrus is the musical guest. Which yes, is just like, Miley Cyrus is the musical guest. Which <laughs> just like what a, great, what a combo. Like what a combo. <laughs> right. It's just why her and him, Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus. Like she'd be more than capable, I think, of being the host and the guest. That's actually a good point. Why couldn't they have done that? I don't know. They've done it before for people, so like where they were the host mm-hmm. and then they did the musical set too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, like Miley Cyrus actually has yeah. like a lot of acting experience. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I think she'd be a good. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Actually, she has host. She might have hosted already. I'm not sure. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this is just this all is coming from weird. somebody who watches every episode. So um, it just, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I might just good. wait. I don't know. It might should, be good. I should give it the benefit of the doubt, but it just, I'm probably just I also li- don't like him as a person, so that doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's an eccentric person yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I don't know how that's going to translate to comedy, but uh, I'm just going to maybe just wait until after it airs and then yeah. just find out maybe from you some or somebody yeah. else. Like, was this good? And then I'll go watch the highlights. <laughs> All good. Which is how I think most people consume SNL at this point anyway. So. Yeah. I don't watch it live. I, do. I always watch it after, but I watch the whole thing, which is, which I is like crazy. I <laughs> want to watch it more, like watch the whole thing, because I'm sure that I'm missing a ton of sketches that would be like really enjoyable to me. But I always like forget. I don't know. I just never think about it. I'm like, oh, SNL, I should watch some of that. And then. Yeah. It's easier know. because for some reason I still have cable. So I just DVR it. And that's my reminder. I need to stop having cable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.